This is the Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers, and I am your co-host, Dr. Varel Williams. Rebel can never be long enough for me. Feel like I've had long enough with you. Forget the world now; we won't let them see. But there's one thing left to do. That the weight has lifted, love has surely shifted my way. Marry me today and every day. Marry me if I ever get the nerve to say hello in this cafe. Say you will.、Mm-hmm. Say you will.、Mm-hmm. Marriage involves spiritual, emotional, and physical closeness. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. When we think about it, if God is in love, He is also in marriage. So, following God's law. We can have a successful marriage with lots of love. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Hebrews thirteen verse four. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs eighteen verse twenty two. Good morning, everybody. We are ready to go. I have Dr. Viril here, Viril Williams. We call her Dr. V. She is co-hosting with me today, and the subject is marriage. Okay, that is a very hot topic. Yes. <laughs> Good morning, Dr. I- v. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Match once again, my great teammate here. I am excited about the word on marriage. It is a much needed topic, and thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, very much needed, and you're welcome. It's my pleasure, definitely. People aren't getting married today, but let's start with the questions because I got some questions for you, and you can ask me some. Not a problem. What does marriage mean to you? I can tell you what it means to me. Okay, it means that you take your vow and you take that seriously. You know, you say your vows before God and you do whatever it takes to make that work. You know, and a lot of it is forgiveness. So here's my story. I was married four times. Okay, I'd like to say those marriages broke up because. People didn't want to make changes. People didn't want to move forward. People didn't want to go for counseling. So the first guy got a drug habit, and you know I asked him point blank, even back then, let's go for counseling. You know, let's get you some help. He refused. A lot of times, people have drug habits. They don't believe that they have a drug habit, or they think that they can keep it under control. Or really, I don't know what they think, but that's what I'm surmising. Okay, so he didn't want to get help. I begged him. I begged him. I gave him chances to like straighten this out. He didn't want me to work, so all the money we depended on was the money he brought in. But he was doing it all up in drugs. So then I got a job, and I told him, you know, come on, you got to do something about this. I, this is not the way I want to live. Blah blah blah. Coming home high, two o'clock in the morning, all kinds of stuff. So I gave him ample chances to straighten this out and get this rectified, but. He didn't want to, and and I say he didn't want to, because regardless of what you do in life, my opinion is, you make choices, okay? And a lot of those choices will alter your life, and you have to realize that. So he chose to keep doing drugs, and I chose to leave. So that's how the first marriage ended. Okay, second marriage. Again, I believe in my vows. I don't believe in cheating. I believe that my husband is number one. I don't bring any baggage into the next relationship, and of course, it started out great. Well, then he stopped working. He didn't want to work. 
You know, I tried to explain to him, this is a team. You have to work. I have to work. You know, maybe it'll come to time where you don't have to work, but you're the man of the house. You should be working. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, call me old fashioned, but <laughs> he, you know, he didn't want to work. And I had a friend who was a big wig in a factory and she said, don't worry, I'll get him a job there. She said, all he got to do is fill out the application. I went and I told him about it. And he told me he didn't want to work inside. Okay, so I'm working 7 to 3, 3 to 11, 11 to 7 in one day, okay, to try to help pay the bills. All right, so then he wanted to get a video store. Okay, I'll support that. You know, you want to open a video store. All right, well, any business you own, it takes a few years to make a profit. So, okay, you got this video store, but you're going to have to work some too, all right, to buy those videos. Mm-hmm. So at first I was, you know, buying the videos for him. And I said, I'm working all these hours. I'm paying all the bills. And after a year, I said, listen, you're going to have to take over buying these videos. You want this video store. That means if you can't afford to buy the videos, you're going to have to get a job. All right. So have a job. After you close the video store, you know, you can do that. People do it. I'm working seven to three, three to 11 and 11 to seven in one day. You can do that. Right. Absolutely. So he didn't want to do it. So I said, okay, well, I'm giving you two weeks. Figure out, you know, whether you want to keep this video store, get yourself another job. That's up to you. But I'm pulling out and I'm not giving you any more money for the video store after the two weeks is up. Well, He refused to get a job. He ended up closing the video store. What could I say? All right. Continued. He still didn't want to work. He had suffered some depression. So I said, you know, his mom was sick and then she died, blah, blah, blah. So I said, let's get help. You know, let's go for some counseling. I understand that you're probably depressed. You know, you, you lost your mom. She was, you know, you and her were tight. I get that. Refused to go for counseling, refused to get help, refused to get a job. I said, okay, at the end of the year, we're done. I'm sorry. You know, I know I I take my vow seriously, but at the end of the year, we're done. So at the end of the year, I was hoping he would make some progress, but he didn't do that. Okay. Next marriage with Mm -hmm. him for 22 years. I thought this was the one. I thought this was going to work. You know, it was great. We built a life together. We bought property. We sold property. We became real estate investors and we did great. You know, he was motivated. I was motivated. We both had our future in mind. Mm-hmm. And so one day I'm cleaning out the car and I find a, a bottle of vitamins and I look inside and go, oh, this is calcium. huh? So I open up the top and there's crack cocaine in there. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I talked to him about it. Oh, I think one of the tenants had it and maybe they left it. And well, I picked up the bottle and I put it in, you know, the stuff that was there. And and I didn't even know it was in there. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. So I took it and threw it in the garbage because, you know, I don't want that anywhere near me. Absolutely. I threw it out and come find out again we had a daycare downstairs and the woman who's running the daycare she rented off of us it wasn't our daycare and she called and she said you know there's a really bad smell in the building now we lived upstairs mm-hmm. and downstairs we were building an apartment so it would be right next to that daycare and so i said no what that smell is i called the fire department So she called the fire department. They came and they said, you know, might be a sewer issue, you know, call a plumber, blah, blah, blah. So called the plumber. Plumber said they didn't see anything. And and every other day I would smell the same smell. I I became aware of the smell that she said, you know, she had smelled and it was kind of like rotten eggs. Something. And what the heck is this? And it wasn't for long. And but then I started to notice that. He was downstairs when this smell was happening. So I said, well, Uh what's going on down there that, you know, there's like rotten eggs? Oh, I don't know. He goes, I didn't smell anything, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So we're cleaning out the downstairs. They said we're trying to make an apartment. And and on top of the cabinets, I had a a kid helping me, you know, clean the the place out because we used to store tools down there and, and all kinds of stuff. And I 
had this kid helping me, and he goes, oh, what's this? And there's some condoms on top of the thing. I'm thinking, what the heck is that? Who the heck needs condoms? <laughs> now, I have to say this. We didn't have relations for 15 years. I'm thinking he had a problem, right? Right. Saying, you know, let's get help, blah, blah, blah. You know, but he was a good guy. You know, I'm sacrificing for my marriage, you know? Right. And so, long story short, come to find he had a drug habit and a girlfriend. So I gave him some time. I said, what's going on? What are we going to do? You know, I can't live like this, blah, blah, blah. So he said, you know, I'll work this all out. You know, I promise, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm in the bedroom and I hear, <gasps> thinking, what the heck is that? Well, I go and I go in the bedroom and he's, you know, doing the business with porn. I said, listen, you got to go. Okay. Wow. You got to go. And don't come back until you're ready to decide to do something about all your issues. Yes. Okay. Because I can't and I won't. Yeah. You know, there's no marriage to me worth that. Okay. So yeah. you get help. You got to get help for the for the drug problem, for the porn problem. And, you know, there ain't no girlfriends in my relationships with anybody. You know, I would never do that to you, you know, but I'm willing to work all this out if we get help. Because, you know, sometimes you can't do stuff by yourself, you know. You can ask God what you could do, but you got to get help, you know. So he basically refused. So I said, okay, moving on. I hate to say it like that, but I got on this uh, dating site and I started, you know, going on dates and put my divorce through. And, and hey, I found, you know, the guy I'm with now and we've been together four years and everything is great. But my point of telling all that is not to sound like a victim, but you have to put boundaries on people. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if they're not willing to change and do better and go for help and counseling, whatever you have to do, it's time to move forward, in my opinion. Because God doesn't want you to live on this earth unhappy. That's not why he sent his son to save us, you know. That's where I'm at now. But I take my vows very seriously. They mean everything to me. I would never cheat on anybody. And, you know, I don't bring my past relationships into relationships. And, you know, that person, you know, is everything. You got to ask, what does marriage mean? So to me, like I said, it means everything. What does it mean to you? That's, that's so good. That's, whew, you know, I was leaning forward in my, in my seat as you were talking. And during my counseling, I had a case where this lady was, 76. Yeah. And she had been married since a young girl, since she was 16, 17. And, yeah. you know, back then they would get married early. And two things that she said that stood out, I would never forget in her marriage. So she was coming to counseling, stating that she knows that her husband cheated and, and that he's doing this, that, and the other, but she just prayed and stayed home and, and, and that, you know. So, you know, I'm thinking, oh, that's not enough. You can't give advice or you can't detour people from a bad marriage. So when she said to me two things that stuck out, she said, one, she said, well, Dr. William, do you know I still have the same bed when we first got married? We have never gotten a new bed. Wow. Now, that, now that was one. Mind you, she got married when she was in her early, like, teens, like, you know, she was young. Yeah. And then for her to say that. And then the second thing was, yeah, I know that he's messing around and stuff, but I can't get out of the marriage. She felt like she was stuck. And I said to her, I could, I could, you know, provide a safe place for you. You could do this that, and the other, you could start over. And her thing was, you know, I'm too old to start all over. And, you know, I allowed Never it. I just, yeah. I just wish I had stopped him when I was younger. But I didn't do nothing about it. So now I'm too old to do anything about it. And wow. then just long story short, I just saw where a lady in her 80s finally walked out of a marriage because she said she wasn't fulfilled. And wow. I'll say that. But when you ask me the question, what does marriage mean to me? 
The minute two people marry, they are legally joined together, right? Yes. And I was talking to my husband about this as well. And his words was, marriage is a work. He yes. said, he said, what it means to me is a work, it's love, and it's intention. Intentional. So I agree with all three, but as I thought farther into this, what does it mean to me? What it mean loyalty, commitment, and the love of God being in the center. Amen. That's what that means to me. Because without loyalty, I'm I'm listening at your story. Without loyalty, there's no marriage. No. You know, when I when I the stories when I you're the, those men were not loyal. They were not no. loyal. No. They they were not committed. And, and you have to have forgiveness too, right? So I, I was willing to do that. Absolutely. But and that's where the love of God, God being in the center, where where you learn how to forgive, you learn how to move in the direction where God is leading you because God he loves marriages, but God says, do not be a fool. He right. does not want us to use our wisdom, my common sense, people. In a, yeah. Don't ever feel like you're stuck. You're never. not stuck. You're never. never stuck because your vows are everything. And then when a person, when the other spouse is not committed or intentional about their those will vows to change, or right. willing to change, why would, you, why would you suffer? Right. Exactly. So, I, so I'm right. I'm right in total agreements with you on that. Yeah. But yeah, that's it, what marriage means to me. Loyalty, commitment, and the sinner, love of God. Amen. Yeah. Like you said, staying with somebody and they're disrespecting you and they're not being loyal. That's not what God wants for us. I, I truly believe that he doesn't want us to live in a world like that where we're being taken advantage of and, and disrespected and, and there's no honor there. You know, mm-hmm. God wants us to honor him, but he mm-hmm. wants us to honor each other as well. When you do stuff like that, that's not honoring the person that you're supposed to love. Yeah. You know, at the end yeah. of, of my last marriage, you know, he wanted me to go to counseling and, you know, work it out. I said, how can I do that when all you did was lie to me? How, I could never look at you the same. Now, when I came to you at the beginning and noticed all this, I was willing to do that. But now that I've moved on, now you want to, to make amends? Hmm. Well, there's got to be an alternative ulterior motive then, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that was, it was crazy. What does marriage mean to God? Okay. And then I thought about that. I was reading some stuff about God wants us to stay together. And, but Jesus did say, if there is sexual immoralities, you are to divorce that person, okay? And not stay with that person. So even God doesn't want us to stay together if, if this person, I guess, is addicted to porn, right? Yeah. And stuff like that. So it's just crazy that, yeah. okay, we as human beings make mistakes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But when we realize it, okay, you could be going past a branch and hitting that branch three, four times a day. Mm-hmm. But if you don't realize you're hitting it, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when you realize you're hitting it, aren't you going to make changes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and even with that, what we're simply saying is that we're not saying to find a way to get out of marriage easily. Right. All we're saying is that marriage is the institution of God, the example of God, how he had established it. And so, so you did all the right things. You, you, you worked on it. You gave them a chance. And that is the thing that is the most powerful thing about a marriage. Same thing, forgiveness. Like if a, if a spouse cheat on you, you, God allows you that moment to forgive, to forgive that that person, but you know, if you not have no understanding in the spiritual realm of God, 
then most people will just walk out. Most people like, well, no, you did that once. I'm not going to accept it. But when you learn repentance and how to right. forgive, God right. begins to guide and lead and show you things. But then when the person is not willing to make that move or to expand or to even go try and do better, then right. you, it, the Bible said, don't be a fool in the marriage. Yeah, yeah. You know, forgiveness is a big part of it. Everything I'm reading and, and I've learned, forgiveness is a big part of marriage. It, it might not be something as serious as, you know, adultery. It might be something as harsh word or simple things like forgetting to buy me lunch when you bought yourself lunch. You know what I mean? It, it, forgiveness is something that takes part in a marriage, I think, a lot. It's a big yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. But we as human beings have to remember... And, and I try to remember this all the time as much as I can, because I'm human also. I want to be forgived, mm -hmm. you know? So I have to learn to forgive. It, it's, some, it's another thing when you're constantly doing that to mm -hmm. that same old thing. How long is it going to be that you forget about me for lunch? How long is that going to go on? How long is it going to be that you're, you know, being rude and nasty to me? How long is that going to be? It's like... I, I'm one of those people that are quick to anger, but it's like, okay, tone it down a little bit. I have to tell myself, you know, that's God doesn't want me to be like that. You know, tone it down. It's not so serious. You know, step back, evaluate the situation, you know, but when you've been taken advantage of a lot in your life, you tend to react a little bit harsher, you know, but that's not saying it's right. You know, so so I had to learn, you know, to be more kind and forgiving and, and not so quick to anger and, and harsh. Like you said, God wants us not to go, oh, OK, he stepped on my foot. I'm out of here. No, mm -hmm. that's not what I'm saying. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because you explaining that, you know, you it, it, it all makes sense. Like, you know, I just want to give you the scripture where it talks about is noted in Genesis 2.24, where God talks about two souls, the joining of two minds, the will, and the sets of emotion. This is the joining of God. Now, even in our marriage, we have a an, an responsibility, accountability as well. But when we have our attendees that come to our wedding, and they are a witness to our marriage, they're right. a witness to our marriage, so it's an agreement of us getting married. So mm -hmm. in, in the spiritual realm, and this is not a religious thing, as you know, most people who get married have the man of God to unite them spiritually. They have them to unite them. And mm -hmm. so spiritually, if we would if we would be led by God establishment of the Institute of Marriage, we would not have an issue. We would not have an issue. And it talks about one of the most important things that Genesis talks about in 2 and 24, a three-step progression. We'll mm -hmm. demonstrate us, like the marriage, the couple. Number one, we are to leave. Leave. Sometimes a wife cleans, they cleans excessively to their mother and to uh, their mother opinion and about what they ought to do. And a husband sometimes run to his father for advice. Then the couple, when the couple should be trusting on each other. So that's one process is leave. Number two is cleave. It talks about leave, cleave, become one. Cleave in the practical terms, the word cleave means to stick to each other like glue, like work on each other uh, right. together, your will, work on your emotions together, work on your indifferences, the things that you, you know, you're learning about each other. Now, the key thing is when that one person doesn't intentionally honor the vows, you have no choice because you right. can't make a marriage by yourself. No, you just cannot no. admit you cannot. And so in that third thing, you are becoming one. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying, like I said to you, you did not easy get out of your marriage. You no. worked on it. You, mm -hmm. you gave them the opportunity to mm -hmm. be one, to become one. Yes. And that, and I, I'm doing two, but to become one, two people yes. have to become one in the Amen. flesh. And when you can't do that, it's a problem.
big problem. Now, here's the thing. You know what my problem was? I was with people, guys, that didn't have the faith that I do. That was my mistake. That, yeah. You know, people like, oh, well, what happened? You know, were you picking the same kind of guy? Well, I think, yeah, because those guys did not have faith in God like I do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they believed in God, but they didn't go to church. They didn't. Apparently, it showed in everything they did that they did not have the faith that I do. Mm -hmm. So I had to get somebody more on my caliber, you know, mm -hmm. someone that believed in God, somebody who followed God's word and, you know, wants to do devotions and wants to go to church and wants to be better and tries every day to work on, on us. You know, it's not always, oh, let's do this. No, it's not that kind of relationship. It's like, okay, well, let me find time. You know, there's, yeah. like you said, we're becoming one. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it, we've only been together four years, but we're becoming one because yeah. we're, we're learning each other. We're growing. We're, we're, we're trying to keep it working. And, and it means everything to me, you know, mm -hmm. when, when that person that I'm with feels the same way, you know? Mm -hmm. So I and think that was my mistake. Yeah. And, you know, China, that, that's a good statement right there, because when you look at this, like the, the world talks about this all the time in the Christian, in the spiritual realm, we talk about unequally yoked. And right. then here, here you got the other counselor, the secular, the people, they may not use that word, but you have to come into agreement as a couple. You have to have things in common and you can't, there are times people very unequally yoked, but here come where the unity is, whether you both if the marriage is a working process. Right. Every marriage, even even when you're equally yoked, marriage is a working process. And you got to remember, it takes two to make it work, to become yes. one. Yes. And okay, so let's say you're not equally yoked, but you can work towards both being equally yoked, you know? Yeah. You know, if I get into a relationship and the person says, I like going to church, you know, I believe in God. I, okay, well, let me give this a try. You know, it might not be what I was, you know, new. I'm willing to do that. So let's say we're not equally yoked. Well, mm -hmm. if you're in a marriage, you want to get equally yoked, right? Mm -hmm. Am I right or wrong? You're, you're right about that because in order to become one in the area of a husband and wife, they need to give their issue to God. Yes. That's the thing they need to give the issue to God and then pray about it. Ask God to help to change your mind and your will as, you know, as it's because if each marriage partner is willing to be bought into agreement with other, they no longer try to force each other to be someone that they're not. But right. you got to realize that they need each other to be exactly who God created to them. Exactly. To be. And, and they, they have no to be willing they yeah. have to be willing and they no longer pick on each other weaknesses. So instead, you have to come together and partake of their strength, each other's strength, and right. then enjoy one another and enjoy the process. It's the process of becoming one. So you may not be, like you said, you may not be, une you may not be equally yoked, but it's a process of coming to one. And so. Right, right, right. It yeah, is, that's how that it, works. It's not rocket science either. You know, no. okay. <laughs> no. If that's what you want, you will achieve that. Or at least, mm -hmm. you know, um, make the steps to try to achieve that. Definitely, I think. Because I know for a fact, there's, in my opinion, you know, a lot of people out there who weren't equally yoked. But then, okay, I was listening. There's a singing group. The, the wife, not recently, but a few years passed away, but I forget their name. It was a singing group, husband and wife. And he was religious and she was religious. They both were religious, but he had different ideas of, of you know, what it should be. And she brought him around. Like, she didn't say, hey, this is what you got to do. No, she's saying, you know, this is the things we should be doing if we're Christians, you know. And he came around to that. He tells his story. I forget the, the singer's name, but he tells his story because she passed away, how he worked every day on trying to become more equally yoked, you know, mm -hmm. and it was something that he wanted to do for the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And did they did they succeed at coming together? Yes. 
Yes, they did. And I, I will remember, hopefully, their names. But yeah, they were country Christian singers. Very, very powerful story. I think they were on The Turning Point. You ever heard of that? Love The Turning Point. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was an incredible story. Hello, everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. What does the Bible say about marriage? Do you have any more insight on what the Bible says about marriage? Yeah, it, it, it is definitely the institute of how God has established marriage. If you read, I mean, it's plain and simple. God has given us instructions, guidelines on marriage to our finances, to raising our children, to yeah. to our job. I mean, it, it everything is right there in the Bible. It's not, no, you know, if we just pick it up and read it. And, you know, like we're talking about, you know, God, he hates divorce. He yes. will say that, but he also gives explanation in why, why, and you have brought up several reasons of why a marriage you don't stay in a marriage if 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 you got one that totally stops or one steadily doing you know going to the left, going to the right because the the institute is every the institute of a marriage has to be Christ like it has to represent everything that God has established in the Bible is integrity, it's respect, it's honesty, mm-hmm. it's love. It's and, honor. And, and when it's honor, it's honor, mm-hmm. it's all those things. And then when you got one person that's not loyal, committed, or loving, or doing any of those, I tell you, too many people have stayed in a marriage and end up being stuck, being yep. stuck. And and my hat is off to the courage that a person mm-hmm. takes on to walk out of marriage when you have right. none of those things there. Because that's, yeah. that's the part that God hates. He hates yeah. that in the marriage because it's not, it's not all adding up. So, so, right. so when he say a divorce, these things, yes, he hates a divorce, but these are the things that are required in the marriage. And if it's not there, you know, God said, don't be a fool and stay in it. Exactly. Yeah. So if you got stuck. somebody beating beating you up or trying to kill you every day or, or yeah. whatever the case may be, if it's something that's horrific, you know, yeah. um, talk about getting help. Talk about, yeah. you know, yeah. trying to talk to somebody and, and getting some remedies for that. Because yeah. if there's no changes um, then you have to think about what your next step should be, really. Yeah. yeah. And then even with that, if you stay in it too long, it becomes toxic. Right, right. And that's exactly. where the danger, that's where the danger comes. And so and, and let me tell you, so maybe at first you might not know what's going on, but guess what? My mother used to always say, Whatever is in the dark will come to the light. Amen. 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 Okay. That is certainly true. Yeah, that is she, certainly true. <laughs> I, I mean, she used to say that, and I used to think, "What the heck is she talking about in the dark, in the light?" <laughs> I thought about writing a book with all the things that moms used to say, moms yeah. and dads. You, you know, one of the biggest one you reap what you sow. As I've gotten yeah. older, I'm like, "Oh my God, yeah. that is all those little things." You just remember what you do in the dark is gonna come in the light, and light. at this age, yeah. I've seen it come to pass. So have I. Yeah. And and it, it's crazy. That's why I always try to tell people, if God knows it, it's not a secret, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? Let me just add, my husband, I love this saying what God what he talks about. A wedding is for one day, a honeymoon is for one night, and a marriage is for a lifetime. Oh, and I love says, that. <laughs> yes. That is so true. And and with a clause there, divorce is not an option when you're doing all these things of working it out in your marriage. Oh, so that's true. That's the only, that's the only uh-huh. kicker. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, we got to get him on the show because that is powerful. 
Yeah, my husband yes, says that too. You got you got to work at it. Definitely, it's some, if it's something you want to do. Because I tell my children, okay, if you really want to do something, pretend somebody's going to give you a million bucks and see how fast you'll get it done. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's good, China. <laughs> Ooh, I can yeah, see so, the scrumming like hurry up. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. But yeah, if you want to do something, you'll do it. And if you don't, you you just won't. You know, that's just the way it is. But mm-hmm. when you take those vows, you you've got to take it serious. Because what are you doing? Wasting time? You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. If if you didn't want to be married, don't get married. Mm-hmm. You know? If you if you want to stay single and uh, watch porn and and do drugs and have a you know, different girlfriends, why get married? Yeah. You know, because that that's like an oxymoron. You you're yeah. not you shouldn't be able to do those things if you're married. So why do it if it's not what you want? I don't understand. Yeah, I really don't. Do you see a decline in people getting married? Oh my God! You yeah. know, I think being I think I was a little biased a little bit when I said no. You don't see that. You don't see that as much. But, you know, I last looked at my statistic, but it was kind of like, hear me when I say this, it was in the entertainment where you got 50% of people who are, are, they get married and then they're divorced like that. Yeah. People that stands out to me, I've kind of followed them. Denzel Washington. He's one that's been with his wife for a while. And I love to listen to his wisdom. He's a, he's a changed man now. He had an affair. Yeah. And he talks about it, you know, and forgiveness. They were able to forgive each other and they're still together. So that's the thing, you know, I'm telling you, marriage is a working process. And then I think about people don't even think about the legends. Sidney Poitier, he Mm -hmm. died at 92 years old, but he had a loving, lasting marriage. He really did, didn't he? Being in the entertainment you know, he, he, he talked about all, you know, all the, the, uh, appetites that come at you, all the different right. things. And there's one other person, Amon. Amon was married to David Bowie. Okay. And I just love When you get a chance, go back and revisit her, her story, despite the discrimination and racial slurs and all that yeah. in yeah. their marriage, they were the most solid couple. Yeah genuinely loved each other. David I read that. Yeah. And, and, uh, Amon and David Bowie, I think he ended up dying of cancer or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. Not, not that long ago, actually. No. And, and, and like I said, you know, I look at the decline in marriage, but that was the entertainment. And as we were talking about people now, you know, staying in marriage, a, a lot of people don't, you know, they feel that they don't have to work at it. If someone is bothering them or it's happening or, or they're irritating them, getting on their nerve, I'm out. Too yeah. many people are like just easily getting out of the marriage. But I here's think that's the sad. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to get in the marriage, but it's hard to get out because you got so many things that you're fighting against afterwards. And, you know, with this declining in the marriage, it doesn't just affect you. It affects no. Everyone around you, the family, the children, you, you, it, it affects everything. Amen. And so, so in this, some of the things that I did, did some of the research about the marriages, I found that many of them who go to divorce court, guess what it's about where they find that their husband or spouse or wife has been cheating. It's either social media, which is Instagram, mm-hmm. it's, it's tw- Twitter, it's yeah. Snapchat. It's all these hidden social media where uh, a person will just inbox somebody for a minute, and then it end up being that that one choice of right. people inboxing. It become an emotional soul tie. Right. You know these people. They, it, what's so powerful about it that they love the conversation, they love the stimulation, and right. here they, they they've never had no physical attack. Oh, yeah, I mean, no yeah. physical attachment. Well, so, me and my husband was talking about that. That's still cheating, right? 
you're still cheating. It's emotional yeah. soul tying. Yeah. That is, and so and so you got a lot of people that feel like their their spouse is not fulfilling them. Right. You, here's the thing, and and I've studied this too. Why marriages decline? Because as we get older, you know, you you have to have some type of counseling. I'm a witness to it, and I'm a therapist and a psychologist. I had to literally tell my husband, "You have to talk." Right. You have things that 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 are bothering that you bottle up, you have to talk about it. Because as a woman, I'm telling you now, if I'm right or wrong for this, let me know if this happens to you, China. Like there could be, I don't care, you can love your husband to life. There could be some things that, that irritates you, some things that makes you moody, so, because only your spouse can do that to you. Right. You, they're the closest thing to you. Yeah. Only they can do that to you. Yeah, so you have to be so so me as 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 a psychologist, I come out, hey, okay, we got a problem. This is what's happening. I'm gonna need you to stop doing that. And he don't like the bobbing of the head and me doing this or whatever. <laughs> so I have to control my emotion. You understand? So you got yeah. this whole chaotic thing going on. So I think it's uh, tone. My husband hates the tone. He's like yeah, the you tone, got to tone that down. Okay. Calm down, Val. And then the moving of the head and then the hand slapping. We got to control our emotions. Right. And we have to be respectful. You have right. the same thing that got you married, the same thing you should continue to practice. Why would you change and then act like you're just getting complacent? Yes. That is why so many. <laughs> I'm telling you, China, you, marriage is a working process. Yes. And it's, you it's have hard to. Work. Yes. So to agree to disagree, you have to talk about the hard things mm -hmm. that, 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 that your spouse don't talk about because right. as a woman, we, we're going to get it out. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Now my husband, he, he's very exceptional. He talks about everything, you know, <laughs> he don't have a problem. Thank you, Jesus. Because I have a hard time with people who don't talk. It's like, you didn't tell me. Yeah. Listen, I, I was a licensed massage therapist for 22 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Almost 23 years. I had a couple, I massaged the husband and the wife. So when the husband would come in, he would talk about all the stuff that the wife was doing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. Well, why don't you talk to her about it? He goes, <laughs> I did. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. She had this cat and, and he hated cats. And so he knew she had this cat when they got married. So when the cat was there, she'd let the cat step on the table and the counters and the chairs after getting out the litter box. Yeah. He was like, I can't even take it. Like it's driving me insane. I said, okay, well, you know, I'm trying to give him, you know, ideas, you know, okay, well maybe make a place for the cat in the room. Like give, give, give the cat one of your rooms. You got that big house. They're both wealthy people, you know? So they had this big mansion. I'm like, give the cat a room for God's sake, you know, put his little box, give him a table, <laughs> like a table he could step on. Absolutely. <laughs> so he's not stepping on your table. Yeah. So he had a talk with her and he said, okay, I really dislike, you know, that the cat is on the table where I'm eating and, and the chair where I'm sitting. I really dislike this, you know. He right. goes, what can we do about it? She goes, well, I don't know. It's my cat. I love her, you know. And and he said, well, how about I make her her own room? He did that and she was okay with it. But he had a camera, not in the house, but like facing the house in case someone would come in. He's seen every time she left, the cat was table again come back i i was just gonna say that yeah. he's gonna come right back in that same place same place yeah and it just it just was crazy and then i would massage her and she would say that she has a problem talking you know she can't really express her feelings i said well you know that's how us as human beings are able to communicate you, you have to talk you know 
maybe, you know, that's your cat and, and, you know, she doesn't have, you know, many years and, and maybe you'll put a blanket over the table. I said, there's things you could do, you know, I said, but if you don't talk about them, how are you going to work them out? So eventually they got divorced, you know, he, he couldn't take it anymore. And there were other things. She wasn't paying the bills and and all kinds of stuff, but there was very little communication, you know, and she they felt like all he did was that. Yeah, the they needed they needed to, which I suggested many times. They needed to go to someone professional and you know discuss. But neither one of them, oh, I'm not doing that. Neither one of them wanted to do that. So if you don't want to take steps to change stuff, well, uh, then what do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, there's no, there'll be no changes, right? No changes yeah. whatsoever. None. So, so do you see there's a decline in marriage? Yeah, I do. I really do. And it's because of those those important, vital things that the marriage talks about. Communication. Communication is so important. And then intimacy. Intimacy, we know as we get older, you're going to have some difficulties. You know, you don't have to worry. You may have a problem with erectile, things like that. And so that's where the love come in at. That's where the love and the unity come and the understanding. And understanding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there are some things that you can do to do that. You know, there are some other things you, you know, you just have to come together, talk about how can we continue to keep this enriched in our marriage. You know, God will give you creative ideas, all of that. Sure. So that's the communication, that's the love. And that's just, and and then being controlling our emotion, stabilize our emotion, because most of our decision when a person is mad is based on an emotional attack. So we end things because of our emotions. Mm-hmm. And we have to bring, we have to control all of that. So it's yeah. the discipline in the marriage. And, and what I'm hearing from people is financial. You know, they don't want to give up their financial I did not independence. Mean to forget that financial is another big thing because every marriage go through that. Even the wealthy people, mm-hmm. you know, finances is a great part. I had a girlfriend tell me when she married her husband, she wasn't, she didn't expect to to go through any type of some somewhat like poverty because she was used to having things. Her parents, she lived in a nice home. All that she was, drove a car when he met her and all that she used to having. And then when she married her husband, he had very little. And her her divorce, they made it through though, but that was one of the key things what she was uh, starting a divorce because she said, I'm not used to this way of living. And right. so things got better. God, God is a God where he always he's in he's in the business of restoring. Oh, yeah. And he can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Love of God. But you got to have faith in him and you got to make choices in the way and for the benefit of your marriage, if that's what you want. Right. Absolutely. It's not going to be easy. That That's for sure. Not at all. What do people have to do? To make their marriage work. <laughs> work. <laughs> what My you, goodness. What do you say? <laughs> we, we, we definitely, uh, we were just talking about that. One of the big things, we have to agree and disagree respectfully. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have to, because we're different. We are unique in our own way. We wouldn't make it if we both was the same. Right. So we have to come into agreement of respecting each other in differences and then learn, learn how to, you know, don't say, um, uh, you know, I'll stay in the marriage, I'll tolerate it. No, you don't have to tolerate it. Right. Because that, that, that tolerating it ends up, that's where the irritation and the miserable, the, the miserable misery comes in that. Right. So you have to work at it. You have to work out. You have to, if, if there's some changes that your spouse is asking you to do, you have to intentionally work on that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm talking, when I was saying about the tone, like my husband has a problem, you know, like with my tone and I'm like, okay, let's get this together now. Stop this nonsense. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's a tone, you know, yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't know what he meant at first, but now, now I understand. So I'm, I'm trying to work on that, you know? I don't 
it's almost like when you have kids and you're trying to put something, you know, make them comprehend something. So you, yeah. you get a certain tone, you know, but he's not my child. He's my husband. You know? So yeah. it's like, I have Absolutely. to remember that. Yeah. And, and, you know, China, as you said, it's a working process. And let me tell you what couples don't talk about. They don't talk about this. So when I married my husband, he married me because not just my outer, well, I'm going to say how he says it, not because of my outer appearance of beauty, but it was the inside as well. But um. when he met me, I, I, I am, I love to dress. I love to look well. Mm -hmm. I don't dress down. I don't do any, I, I, I'm very aware, very conscious of, of how I look, how I smell. You want to look presentable. Yes, all that. So, so in a marriage, let, let me tell you what else happens in a marriage. People stop doing. My mom used to say, grandmother used to say a long time ago, the same thing that got you in that marriage, you still keep practicing it. Yeah. So, so when people, you know, been married too long, they stop, they, they stop there, know. you know, keeping your breath fresh. Right. You, you, you don't hear them talking about that. You want right. to still keep your breath fresh. You want to prepare like at night. If I, I want to be with my husband. I, I don't go to bed with grandma gowns and big furry yeah. socks. Right. So, and so no, I agree. when I had my babies, I stopped, you know, I would wear my grandmother's house dresses and I was tired. Yeah. And yeah. And my, he told me, I didn't know that he, he came be, out with it. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he just told me, you know, look at you, you, you know, you, you stop dressing, you stop looking nice, you go to bed with your mama gown and yes. all these things. And I'm like, oh, wow. Right. So that was in my younger marriage. And then that stuck that says, okay, I, I'm going to get better. That would never happen again. But mm -hmm. here's the thing. Here's the thing. What he had to consider. I was having your babies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pregnant. You don't deliver. I'm having your baby. Right. right. So and you so, need a timeout. Yes. So so <laughs> then here, here it come again. Here it come again with this with, with, with my head bobbing. I'm telling you this and, and that's what he don't like. <laughs> so so with all that is coming in an agreement respectfully with each other. And then, you know, giving up the right to be right. That's another big one. Right. I agree. Giving up the right to be right. Why do you right. always have to be right? What's your why? What exactly. is that benefiting you for always want to be right? What, what is mm -hmm. that? And and then always want to be right keeps an argument going. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it keeps it going. Yeah. 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 So you got to remember in a marriage, it is a continued work process mm -hmm. of work. Yeah. I'm learning to say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But you get to a point where you're like, I'm always right. You know, or, or, I, I'm never wrong. But that's yeah. not that's not factual. You know, so you have to learn to curb that, you know, because yeah. when you're in a situation, you kind of only see your side. But yeah. you have to try to see the other side as well. You know, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning that. And then with that, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I should have said that, you know, I'm sorry about that. You know, yeah. so that helps to grow the marriage as well, because you're right away acknowledging where you went wrong. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I think that's yeah. a great thing in my opinion. And, you and know, China, uh, stay right there real quick. And I wanted to also, one of the key points that was put a strain on our marriage at the beginning, my husband could not see in front of people. And when we were out, he would always throw me under the bus. Oh, okay. And, and I had to tell him, like, even if we're not agreeing, don't never right. make me look bad. I, no. I would, and that was my key point always, to always uplift my husband and have him to look good in front of people all the time. Even yeah. if, if, if I not had a disagreement. Let's go behind the doors and let's talk about it behind the door, not in front of people. Right. Not right. in front of people. And I, so I that was something what, what my husband had, had to work on. on. Yeah. He, he, he couldn't understand. He's such a truthful man. Because he's being honest, him, right? Yeah, so honest. Even if I didn't tell the story right, don't go, oh, that's not how that was done. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Even if I was wrong, you you talked to me behind the door and you know right. and right. helped me to correct what I said. Yeah. Afterwards, okay, after everybody's gone. Okay, yeah. yeah I know you said it was four o'clock, but really it was five. Oh, okay. I thought it was four. You know, no big deal, but yeah, I understand. That's a form of respect too, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then the, 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 those very people that respect you and look at you, they'd be like, oh, they mm -hmm. got problems too. Yeah, yeah right. They got problems, but, but, but we're not going to do it in front of you. Exactly. We're not going to do our dirty laundry in front of you. Exactly. In, in front of people, my husband is the, the greatest person on the planet. But in reality, he's human, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I look at it. You know, yeah. he, he's a human being. And do I love him? Yes, with all my heart. But he, he's not perfect. Neither am I, you know? Absolutely. That's the thing. Absolutely. But in front of people, I'm not going to put him down and say, oh, yeah, he, you know, he, he got a big belly or, you know, he, he hates fried chicken. You no, I'm not. Why would I do that in front of strangers or people? You know, oh, did your husband like fried? Yes, he's great. You know, he loves all my food and he thinks everything's great. That's how I would approach it. You, that's not lying. Yeah, he likes all my food except for some of it. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but good. Is there such a thing as a perfect marriage? Now that I said it, no, 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 no. ma'am. No such thing, right? No, ma'am. There's now, no such thing. Only only God God is perfect. Right. And so, like, when you're out in public, people might think, oh, their their marriage is perfect. Yeah. But in actuality, there's no such thing, right? No, ma'am. No, ma no. no, I didn't think so. Mm -hmm. I, at least, I mean, I would think you would know because I'm sure you've had some, some couples and come to you. So if they came to you, there's a problem, right? Honey, I will let them know right away in what world, mm -hmm. what world are you living in? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. that, what, no, no, ma'am. No, sir. No. And, and that's, that's we because we're different. Yeah. And then even, even in the clinical realm as a therapist, no, ma'am. No, that's why we're here. We all have, you, the only thing is that I haven't been diagnosed, but some people may have been mis misdiagnosed. But all of us have some issues. That's we why do. you're here. Exactly. You're right. We all do. Including yeah. myself. All yeah. of us. Yeah. So definitely. No ma'am. No ma'am. No oh, sir. Yeah. You, don't have, you don't have a perfect marriage. In in, no. in in whose world? Who world are yeah. you living in? Get out of that fantasy. Yeah, definitely. So let's just recap. We have to definitely, definitely forgive. That's something we have to do. Absolutely. If we want to work the marriage out, we should be willing to do what it takes, right? Yeah. Because, like you said, marriage is hard work. It's probably one of one of the hardest jobs on the planet, really. You yeah. know, yeah. when you have two people together. My mother used to say, two women can't live together." You oh, know, God. two different people can't live together either. It's, but you make it work, and you you figure out. I think I'm going to say this, honestly speaking, I think you have to look at yourself first and see what your mistakes and problems are and try to work on them. And then together you can come together and try to make it all better. But if you don't look at yourself in the mirror, mm -hmm. you know, it's like that Michael Jackson song. If you don't look at yourself in the mirror, that means that you're thinking that you don't have any problems. Yeah. And, and like you said, we all do one way or another. We all do. I don't care if you had the most perfect childhood a person could have or the most perfect life a person could have. We all have issues. So in my opinion, I think we have to work on them individually and then come together in the marriage. What do you think? What do you yeah. say about I am in total agreement with you. You see this? See this when we point the finger? What, mm -hmm. What's this thumb doing? It's pointing mm -hmm. right back at me. Yeah. Because when I begin to talk about my spouse issues, oh, he doesn't do this, oh, he's that, he's that. So I'm pointing the finger, and the finger is pointing, pointing back at me. 
Yeah. So one of the things I have, it become it became a signature for me, is that when in order to avoid all that, I always, when I'm faced with an issue, I'm always thinking, what can I do better? How can mm-hmm. Val make it better? Dr. Mm-hmm. D, what, what, what am I able to do better in this, in this situation? Because it is... We definitely have the power for change. It's, you know, if a person doesn't talk to you right, it's your power how you respond. Mm-hmm. How you respond to it. That's where you have the power. So if you kill them with kindness, then then they can't come back with with the with their intention of what they meant to do. And right. so so in the marriage, I think the key thing, the very key thing to to a marriage is a three steps as I thought in Genesis 2 and 24. We are to leave and become one in a marriage. What does a woman look like going to her best, her girlfriend? She's not married and you're trying to get advice. Right. What does it look like uh, a woman going to another married woman and then they have an issue so you may not have that issue in your marriage so she's her advice is going to reflect the issues that they're having and right. then it's not going to be a good advice for you same Amen. thing with our husband what do you look like you going to your you going to your best friend trying to tell your best friend about your wife and what he's doing same thing his vision, it, well, what his wife is going through, he, he can, if he gives you that advice, that can twist everything up for you, for your marriage. And so right. God say, we are to leave, cleave, and become one. I have to say that again, because even with the advice of our parents, God bless their souls. They only, many who or give advice for only what they know best, like yeah. what, what, what they learned in their marriage. Their situation, so, yeah. In their situation. So we are to continue to pray, to ask God, Lord, and, you know, help our minds come in together, you know, help our will be one, our purpose be one in this marriage. And prayer, prayer, you know, we pray for our spouse because it is a strong, it's an indication of prayer changing things. People, again, like, you know, you, you don't know that until you try it. Until yeah. you become a prayer warrior, because here's the thing: if when, when the situation and the chaos hits you good enough, you're gonna that's gonna change. You're gonna try and find a, some kind of way. How can I help my marriage? And prayer is right. number one. Prayer is number one, and praying on it. You know, it's just like if you got kids that are you know wayward. You know, you gotta pray on it. Prayer will work it out for you, also. You know, and it will give you insight of what you can do because praying is, is one thing, but then God will give you the insight. The Holy Ghost will give you the insight of what you need to do now. You know, I've had God tell me in the middle of the night while I'm sleeping, you know, of course I prayed before I went to bed, but Absolutely. you know, God's like, okay, this is what you got to do. I wake up, I go, oh, okay, this is what I got to do because Absolutely. he's given me that insight now. Absolutely. Um, marriage life anything you know it gives me the holy spirit gives me the ability to to try to see things outside of myself Mm -hmm. which helps in any situation but mostly in marriage because i i want my marriage to work i do it's everything i I want it to work i don't want to be 60 years old and and going through another that's crazy you know why would i want that oh oh you'll get some property or i don't care about that i believe in love always have you know and i i want a marriage that will withstand everything and to work everything out and for to have it as close to god as possible that that's what i always wanted you know, mm-hmm. even as a young girl, I always wanted, you know, that white picket fence. I wanted to bake some cookies, you know, <laughs> want to have lots of kids. Yeah. You can't you do know, that if it's only you. Exactly, China. And and even in my prayer, my experience has been I would always get the answer. Either when I in my sleep, when I wake up, God would give me something. I, 
I don't know about you. I keep a pad and a pencil by me because when I pray, I, God gives me revelation. Mm. He gives me revelation sometime in dreams. And then yeah. my experience has been where God will send a spirit filled person to me mm-hmm. and they will speak something to me. Mm. Or if, if it would be like an experience for me or something that I go through and I know it's God. It's like, oh, That's okay. why God sent you me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. a good that's a good one right there. Yeah. I needed you and and God sent you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen yeah. to that. So it it's been a great show and I hope we can have this again and have the husbands on. My husband's one of those people he's got to do some research before he comes. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's he's John. one of those people that like to do things right. I'm one of those people. Let's just do it. Let's just yeah. go. For it. <laughs> yeah. See, you see know. the difference in men and women? We're yeah. their helpmate. If we were like them, honey, we wouldn't be no good. No <laughs> good. No. God yes. made us different because, you know, we're the ones that can help them along the way for sure. Yes. Yes. Ma'am. And this was another great show. I thank you for coming on, Dr. V. And it was wonderful. I think you have it all worked out what a marriage should be. I really do. I really do. Thank you. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally God, you stood with open arms